Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So in today's show, I'll explore the world of network attached storage devices and how they can help us Macpreneurs. You'll discover what a NAS can do and the different kind of NASes out there. The purpose of this episode is to help you decide whether or not you should consider investing in that technology for your business. But before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the Macpreneur podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPreneur tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me. Either way, my goal is to help you operate your Apple devices faster and be more productive even between episodes. This is why I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macpreneur.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. The way I structured the episode is that I will go first of all explain what a NAS is and why uh, we should uh, you should consider uh, investing in a, in a NAS technology uh, and why not also the, the, the reasons why a NAS would not be a good option for you. Then I go through the different kind of NASes out there, a bunch of options and prices and uh, then I, I'll conclude uh, about uh, using a NAS for uh, a MacPreneur business. So what is a NAS? A NAS stands for Network Attached Storage. It's a device with a bunch of hard drives that, are, that is connected to your router, to your modem router uh, in your home or your, uh, your office. And... Um, the, the NAS allows to make those hard drives accessible across a local network, but also over the internet. Now, you can replicate somehow a capability with a USB hard drive that would be connected to a Mac, but it's different. It's different than having just a hard drive connected to your Mac and shared over the, the network. So why uh, would we want to even consider a NAS? But first of all, because it, uh, we can access that data over the internet, uh, that's a, a good alternative to uh, the cloud uh, storage solutions out there, um, where usually the plans are for one terabyte, two terabyte, three terabytes. And if you want much more storage, you will pay uh, a lot more. Uh, as an example, the, the NAS that I have can be fitted with up to four uh, 12 terabyte drives, so 48 terabytes of total storage. So you see, with a NAS, you can think about having uh, de- more, much more data than what we are used to with uh, cloud options. It's also great uh, when you have large photo or video libraries that uh, that would not fit uh, over these uh, cloud storage options. Another reason why uh, we you might consider uh, having a NAS is for privacy or regulation uh, purposes. So, for instance, with uh, in Europe with uh, GDPR, the 
general data protection regulation, um, even though, yes, we can store data outside of the EU, we still need to be able to prove that if the data is outside the EU, in the US, for instance, that it is uh, appropriately <laughs> protected. And so having uh, sensitive or customer data on your own device at home, in your office, it's something where for, for us, I would say, uh, European uh, businesses, we are sure that the data resides in the European Union. But it's not only for, for GDPR. If you have, uh, I don't know, financial statements, if you have also uh, data that you don't want to risk uh, leaking, for instance, uh, through a data breach uh, at a big cloud storage provider, having the data on your NAS is a way to alleviate uh, the, that problem. Please note that there are solutions, that there exist solutions uh, like a box scripter that allows uh, you to actually encrypt the data that is stored in Dropbox, for instance, Google Drive, OneDrive. So there, there are solutions to actually mitigate this risk if you use cloud storage uh, solutions. Is that that with a NAS, it's something you don't have to, to think about. Uh, another reason why you might consider a NAS is when you need more than just uh, data storage. I will explain a little bit later the, the multi-purpose NASes out there. But uh, if you need more than data storage, then a NAS is a good solution. If, you're, if you have a lot of uh, MacBooks, uh, MacBook Air, MacBook Pro and so on, and uh, you're looking for an alternative to the time capsule that, that Apple stopped uh, selling and producing, well, a NAS is a great alternative to a time capsule. One of the big advantages of a NAS is that you can really fine-tune uh, access control, so you can define users yourself, you can define groups, so, so that when you create a, a new user, it inherits automatically the permissions of the group. And so it's a, it's a great way actually to control your data, but also share part of the, the, your data, some, some folders, for instance, with your colleagues, with clients, with uh, if you work with freelancers or if you collaborate with uh, other kind of uh, uh, people, then uh, the, it's, it's a way actually to get, give them access to the data, but really uh, as a, with a fine-tuned uh, level. So yes, by definition, a NAS allows you to have, uh, to centralize the data in your office or in your, in your house. You might have a bunch of hard drives uh, here and there, one connected to an iMac, another one connected to a Mac Mini or a Mac Pro. So you might have data scattered across uh, your house or your office. And with a NAS, because it can accommodate a, a lot of storage, it's a way to centralize everything. And actually, if, you're, uh, if you have a lot of music and a lot of videos, photos, it's a way to actually have a, a centralized multimedia hub. It's a, it's a great solution for that. Uh, with some of the NASes out there, you can also use them to 
store um, security camera video recording so you can have uh, IP cameras uh, in your shop for instance or around your office and um, with the NAS you can actually store locally the data the, the, the recording from those uh, IP cameras another reason why you may want a NAS is that because uh, thanks to the storage you can actually have um, uh, much longer uh, recovery uh, capability. So, with the traditional cloud service provider, if you if you take the personal tiers or the the first level of professional tier, usually you get thirty days file recovery. Uh, if you pay a little bit more and you have the business options and so on, you might go up to one hundred and eighty days of file recovery. But that's about it. With uh, with a NAS, you can actually, uh, as long as you have storage and maybe you replace hard drives, uh, a small hard drive with a much bigger hard drive, and suddenly you can have like years of uh, file recovery capability. And also, uh, as I, I talked about, some of the NASes are multi-purpose. And uh, if you are looking for a solution that will help you actually host your own mail server, a web server, or a collaboration suite, a bit like a Google, like Google Suite, but uh, that you where you host yourself your data, then a NAS is a great uh, solution. Now there are reasons why or when a NAS is not a good idea, it's not a good solution. First of all, if you have poor internet connectivity, especially the upload speed at your home or in the office, then uh, you should not invest in a NAS if the main purpose is to have access uh, across the internet. If you want uh, local, a local access storage, uh, if you want uh, centralized data locally and you only access the data locally, it's okay, a NAS is okay. But if you, as soon as you want to synchronize data across the internet or be able to access any file, anytime you want from any device, then it's uh, it's very important that you have a very good internet connectivity. The same way, uh, it's also important uh, to have enough uh, bandwidth from your internet service provider. So if you have a low monthly bandwidth cap, that's not a good uh, starting point. It's not a good so the, the NAS would not be a, a a good solution. The, the examples is when you use uh, internet over cellular connection. So you have a small dongle, a USB dongle or something like that, where you have a SIM card in it. And you use that as your internet uh, connectivity for your office or for your, for your home. That's not a good solution. Uh, the same way, if you, if you need to transfer or synchronize very large files, uh, sometimes uh, we can talk about uh, gigabytes or even bigger files and uh, then yeah uh, you really absolutely need to have excellent upload speed and uh, unlimited or unlimited asterisk uh, bandwidth for your internet connection uh, another reason why you might not uh, need a NAS is if you exclusively need data accessible over your local network and you already have uh, shared USB drives from your desktop Mac. So it's possible, uh, as I said, 
yes, we we can centralize everything, but there are also uh, we can live with hard drives scattered across the office as long as we have defined the proper uh, file sharing. So it's possible to actually not need a NAS and share a bunch of USB hard drives across your uh, internal uh, network, local network. And if you absolutely wanted to have access to that data from the internet, uh, it would be possible to use a solution like TeamViewer or LogMeIn uh, so that you would uh, access remotely to one of your computers and then uh, you could see and work on that computer as if you were at home. Uh, obviously, it's not the same as uh, having like Dropbox uh, uh, full file synchronization whenever you work on a file on your MacBook in a conference room and everything gets synchronized uh, with your iMac at, uh, at home. You will not get that. But um, if you don't need that, you then a NAS might, might not be a good solution. Another reason why you may not want to invest in a, in a NAS is if you don't want the overhead of managing, maintaining and backing up your NAS. Because like any other piece of, of hardware or any piece of uh, storage that, that, that you have, you need to back it up. So you need to back up your NAS to an external drive or you can back it up to another NAS in another location or you can also back it up uh, to the cloud. So uh, most uh, NASes out there are, are able to communicate and, and back up data to Amazon A3, Amazon Glacier, Rackspace, Microsoft Azure, uh, Backblaze B2, Google Cloud Storage, and, and also all the, the storage solution, uh, the cloud storage provided that, that you know, uh, OneDrive, Dropbox, Google Drive, and many others. But that's something that uh, it's not only just, okay, I have a NAS now. No, you need to back it up. Uh, you need to maintain it, make sure that it has all the security updates. Uh, and also you have to make sure that it's available even in case of a power cut. So you need also to invest in a UPS, uh, uninterruptible uh, power supply. So that's both your NAS and your uh, internet router. So your modem router are protected. Uh, in case you, you lose uh, electricity in the house. And here with the UPS, we're talking about 5 to 20 minutes. Uh, if, you, if you really rely on the data on your NAS, accessible from uh, over the internet, and you have uh, power cuts for half a day or a day, you will need uh, a generator. <laughs> you, you will need uh, something even uh, bigger than, uh, than a UPS. The last reason why you may not want or need to invest in a, in a NAS is if you're happy with what you're getting right now with third-party cloud storage providers. So you just need to store files. You want uh, to be able to easily share them and uh, Google, Dropbox, uh, OneDrive and so on, they offer enough space and capabilities for you. So in that case, you don't really need a NAS I will explain why uh, a NAS is good, still good in that that, that uh, context, but you don't really need a NAS for that application. Uh, and your 
think, uh, knowing that also you're okay to pay for extra protection. So I talked about uh, Boxcryptor. Uh, the business version of Boxcryptor costs $70 per year. And with that, you can encrypt data uh, that are stored on uh, Dropbox, uh, OneDrive, Google Drive, iCloud Drive. So it's a way to have maybe some of the files uh, in the clear and other files that are fully uh, encrypted, even the file name can be encrypted, in case you want to protect yourself against uh, hacking. So if somebody hacks into your uh, Google account, your Dropbox account, even hacking into those accounts, people will not be able to get the data. But that means also you need a special app on your phone. You need a, you need a, to have a special app on your on your all your Macs. But it's possible. You, you don't need uh, a NAS to have uh, extra protection in a, in a cloud storage provider solu uh, solution. So. Yeah, just uh, for instance, if you have an Office 365 uh, subscription, it includes one terabyte of storage uh, for free. So for free in the, in the amount you pay for Office 365. If you have a G Suite uh, business solution, you have one terabyte of storage if you have more than five, uh, if you have less, sorry, if you have less than five users. And it's unlimited if you have five or six five or more users in uh, in your plan and each plan costs roughly 140 dollars per year i was mentioning the, the the recovery time so for instance if you have dropbox plus it offers uh, two terabytes uh, with 30 day recovery uh, for 120 dollars per, per year and if you have dropbox professional you have three terabytes of storage and you have up to 180 day recovery you have optical character recognition so all the pdfs and so on that you put in dropbox are ocr uh, uh, you can search the text inside of them and you can also much better control uh, links that you share and you have also a viewer history so if you want to to know whether a colleague or uh, a collaborator or or a freelancer you work with as access or a client has accessed as and viewed some of the files, uh, you will need to go with a Dropbox professional and that costs uh, $200 per year, roughly. Okay, so I've talked about why we would not, not want a NAS, but obviously there are uh, also big advantages of having a NAS. So now let's talk about the different kind of NASes that exist uh, out there. So one way to look at them is uh, the, the how, how you can use them. So there are two kinds of NAS in that respect. You have single-purpose NASes and multi-purpose NASes. So the single-purpose NAS is the one that actually only stores uh, files. So it's just a storage solution, a centralized storage solution that you can easily share across your local network, across the internet. It's a hard drive that is... Uh, attached to your router. So this is single purpose uh, NAS. Now, multi-purpose NASes are the ones that are capable of doing much more than that. So I was talking about uh, security camera, uh, video recording, but you can also host 
all your iTunes uh, library, so your music library. You can host uh, your pictures. You can host your videos and have them available on your smart TV, for instance. You can have uh, your own mail server. You can have uh, you can host uh, a copy of uh, WordPress site. You can ha you could have a, a development uh, the development version of your WordPress site locally on your NAS. And then you have uh, up to a full collaboration suite, so like uh, like Google Doc, uh, Google Spreadsheet, uh, and so on. You can have uh, also uh, chat uh, capabilities. You can uh, uh, host a wiki. <laughs> the the list uh, goes on and on and on. So this is uh, yeah, this is the, one of the big advantages of multi-purpose NAS is that you get a lot of applications uh, not for free because you you need to invest time in in configuring them but it's possible to do that on top of having a centralized pool of data um, so another way to look at the different kind of nas is those that have a built-in storage versus removable storage so when we talk about built-in storage we talk about an enclosure with a hard drive that you cannot touch, you cannot uh, remove unless you uh, you fiddle and uh, with with uh, with the enclosure. But so the the built-in a built-in hard drive NAS is, in my opinion, for consumers only. As a business, uh, we should not uh, we should not buy these uh, built-in ones. We want something that's uh, flexible and uh, expandable. So for, for us, for us Macpreneurs, uh, go and look for removable uh, storage kind of NASes. And um, if you look uh, on Amazon, for instance, usually it's cheaper to buy the enclosure alone and then the disk separately. Yes, you can buy some NASes with already hard drive uh, that are put in them. But usually, yeah, the, you, you will pay that extra service, and it's it's uh, frankly it's it's not a big deal <laughs> to take a bunch of hard drives and put them in a NAS. It's uh, it's very easy. Now another way to look at the different kind of NASes is the, how much bays they have. So a bay is a is the place where you will put a hard drive. So you have a one bay NAS, two bays NAS four base NAS and now even more. You can have a 12 base NAS, a 20 base NAS. So you have different kind, but here we're talking about enterprise uh, territory. Uh, for us, I would say for us Macpreneurs, uh, we, sh we should think about uh, two base or four base or more. Yeah, two base or four base is, is a good starting point. So. If you have one bay, the problem with one bay, again, that's for consumer only, there is no redundancy. The hard drive fails, you lose the data unless you have a good backup uh, solution. With a two-base solution, this is the really the minimum for having a redundancy in your data. Uh, the technical term is called RAID 1. It's actually mirroring the data between the two hard drives. That means that if you put uh, two two times a two terabyte hard drive. So you would think, okay, I have now a four terabyte NAS. No, if you mirror the, 
the data between the first hard drive to the second hard drive, you actually only have two terabytes of storage. But in the event that one of the uh, hard drive would fail, you could still you would still have uh, access to your data and the NAS would still be operational. So for us Macpreneurs, minimum for us the minimum is to have two base NAS. Uh, now personally, I bought a four base NAS, and starting with four base, now it's really ideal for storage redundancy and expansion, in the sense that it's not because you have four base that you have to fill them up from the get-go. So uh, I bought a NAS with four bays, but I only equipped it with three uh, hard drives, each one having four terabyte. And I left one bay uh, free. So whenever I need to have more storage, I just buy a hard drive on, on Amazon, I plug it in, and suddenly I have uh, additional storage. So as I said, um, redundancy is really great if, because for us, we, we want to make sure that we, the, the NAS stays operational as long as possible, even in the event of a drive failure. But redundancy eats up the storage. So as I talked about, when you have only two bays, uh, because it's a mirror solution, you only have 50% of the storage that you buy, the storage capacity that you buy, only 50% of that is available to actually store data. Once you have three disks or more, you're losing less and less. So with three drives, uh, there are, you have uh, approximately 67% of the total storage capacity available. If you have four drives, you can get up to 75% of the capacity available for storage. Some of the models require always the same capacity drives, otherwise you lose um, more space and other models actually they can accommodate a 2 terabyte, a 3 terabyte, a 5 terabyte all assembled together and without, with, while minimizing actually the amount of space that you, that you lose for redundancy. So uh, this is something you, you have to, to pay attention. Now, another way to look at uh, the kind of NASes that exist out there is uh, with or without SSD caching. So SSDs are the solid state drives, the hard drives the, that are very, very fast. So have uh, up to 10 times uh, faster read and write speeds than the traditional spinning hard drives. And so some of the NASes out there allow you to to buy and, and put a, a, an SSD just to do some caching operations. So ca caching allows you to improve even more the read and write operation uh, of your NAS and reduce the latency. And uh, SSD caching, it's, I would say, think about that only if you are hosting uh, large databases or if you have, uh, if you are concerned about uh, virtualization, so you have virtual machines running on your NAS, and you want very fast uh, access, this is when you would, you will absolutely want your NAS to offer SSD caching uh, as well. But for traditional usage for simple file storage uh, scenario, 
SSD caching is uh, is not is not required, especially if it's uh, if you're by yourself or if you have just yourself, a colleague, and uh, a bunch a few family members that need to access the data. You don't need SSD caching, but this this exists. It's possible. And then another uh, another way to look at different kind of NASes out there is those that have a single Ethernet port and those that have dual uh, gigabit Ethernet ports. So the advantage of having a dual uh, gigabit Ethernet port is that you would you would connect your NAS to two different uh, routers, and if one fails, well you have the second one. You you can use the second router to still have uh, internet uh, access uh, and, and, and local storage access, uh, local network access. Uh, now, most of the, the NASes that are for uh, Soho, so small office, home office, or for businesses, they have usually uh, dual gigabit internet ports. I have one, uh, I have that on my NAS, <laughs> but I'm not exploiting it. I only have, uh, I'm only using one of the internet ports because I don't, I don't have two. Uh, I don't don't have two routers. Uh, the the last uh, way to look at the different kind of NASes that we can have, have out there is the type of hard drives that you can fit in. So uh, most of the entry level and consumer uh, grade NASes they are only capable of uh, fitting 3.5 inch type of hard drives. So the, the the bigger one, the the spinning hard drives. But there are other NASes that allow to uh, use 2.5 inch uh, hard drives, so smaller hard drives, and also some that are compatible with SSDs. So if if you if you're hosting, I don't know, a database or a, a WordPress site or a Joomla site or or a Magento e-commerce site, then you you will want to to use SSDs to have really fast uh, read and write uh, speeds. So these are the different kinds of technologies when we talk about uh, NAS. Now in terms of options and, and prices, I'll start with the single purpose ones and then uh, go to the, the multi-purpose ones. So as a single purpose NAS, uh, a good starting point is the Buffalo a Terra Station 1200D. It's a two-bay uh, NAS, and if you fit it with uh, two times two terabyte hard drives, it will cost you roughly three hundred dollars. And then uh, from Buffalo, you have also the 1400D, which is a, a four-bay uh, drive. If you fit it with four times one terabyte hard drives, it goes up to four hundred and twenty dollars. The advantage of the Buffalo Terra Station, it has a hot swappable hard drive, meaning that while running, you can remove a hard drive and replace it. You don't need to, to shut, the, shut it off. And uh, you can accommodate multiple Time Machine clients uh, on the Buffalo Terra Station. The Terra Station is the, the, the version for uh, businesses or for, for professionals. There's also the Netgear uh, ReadyNAS RN422. It's also a two-bay NAS, with, and if you equip it with uh, two times uh, two terabyte hard drives, it will cost you roughly $420. They have the RN424. It's a four-bay, 
and if you equip it with also only using two bays and two times two terabytes it will cost you roughly 500 dollars the advantage of the netgear over the buffalo is that the netgear has dual gigabit ethernet ports so i'm going quickly on this single purpose one the, the ones that I think make the most sense are the multi-purpose one and the king of a multi-purpose NAS is the Synology. So S-Y-N-O-L-O-G-Y. So why the Synology? Because it has the largest collection of applications. So it's in, the, in Synology term, we call them packages. But these are small applications that can run alongside the... the file storage so you can install wordpress drupal joomla moodle you can install prestashop magento magento 2 uh, e-commerce site uh, they have active backup for g suite and office 365 solutions that means if you have data in g suite or data in office 365 you can back the data onto your synology uh, nas you have a cloud uh, synchronization if you want to back up local data to the cloud, but with pre-internet encryption. So the data that is that will be stored in uh, OneDrive, for instance, is uh, fully encrypted and cannot be accessed uh, without the uh, encryption key. You have you can have an iTunes server, a Plex server, a Logitech media server. Uh, for developers, you can run Java 7, Java 8, Node.js up to version 8, PHP 7.2, Python, Ruby. So, and I've only scratched the surface of all the applications that run on the Synology. Another reason why the Synology is, the, is one of the best NAS out there is that it has a, a modern and uh, intuitive, very intuitive web-based uh, operating system it's called the DSM for disk station manager it's uh, based on Linux and uh, it's really really easy to use you have macOS and iOS applications for file syncing automatic photo and video upload so whenever you shoot a picture from your iPhone the photo and the videos will be uploaded uh, automatically to to your Synology NAS even when you're abroad um, you can have up to five free email accounts. So if you want to host your own email server, so you have five free email accounts. And if you want to record um, IP cameras, you have uh, two licenses included in the price of the Synology. If you want more than two cameras, then you will have to, to pay li uh, additional licenses. But at least you can have two uh, IP cameras recording, quote unquote, for free. On your Synology NAS. There are a lot of tutorials uh, either on the Synology website but also on YouTube and um, it's easy to back up uh, to do backups between multiple Synology NASes across uh, multiple sites. So yes so Synology is, uh, is the king now the thing is that there are many many models of the Synology so uh, which one which one to to choose it, that's uh, when i when i so i, I didn't didn't say but the the synology that i bought is uh, is actually it's uh, the the nas that i bought is a synology and uh, yeah it took me a while to figure out okay which one which one should i buy so um 
for us macpreneurs uh, you uh, we should look at the plus or the play series why because they have uh, built-in read and write for external hfs plus disks so disks that you format uh, for with the apple proprietary format uh, hfs plus so disk that you plug onto your on your mac and you can read and write easily you can take the same hard drive and plug it at the back or at the front of your Synology and the Synology will be able to read the data out of it. Uh, another reason that you may want the Plus or the Play series is if you want uh, video uh, transcoding because it has hardware-based uh, video transcoding. Now, for solopreneurs uh, like me, the Synology Play is good enough. So they have the, the at the time of recording, uh, the DS uh, 218 play which is a two bay NAS and if you equip it with two times two terabyte hard drives you will it will cost you roughly uh, 380 dollars uh, it is okay but uh, pay attention that the this DS uh, 218 play does not have a mail server capability so if you want the mail server capability and stay with the play uh, with the play you need to go with the one that I bought the DS418 play so it's a 4 bay NAS uh, so I explained I equipped it with 3 times 4 terabytes but if you equip it I would say for this as a good starting point with 2 times 2 terabytes it will cost you uh, roughly $576 so yeah play good enough for solopreneurs if you are if you already have a team of people then uh, the plus is recommended it's uh, really recommended for small and uh, medium enterprises uh, there it's it starts with the ds218 plus it's a two bay uh, and if you equip it with the two times two terabyte hard drives it will cost you roughly 450 dollars and then you have the ds7 118 plus which is also a two bay uh, which will cost for, for the for the same with the same uh, capacity for 500 and 550 uh, dollars and you will need that one the ds718 plus if you want to do virtualization uh, if you want a four bay uh, synology with uh, virtualization as well then uh, you should consider the ds918 plus so it's a four bay nas and if you equip it with two times two terabytes so you leave two bays uh, free for expansion uh, then it will cost you roughly 700 dollars i would say if you're uh, not uh, too tech tech savvy uh, the, the synology is a good uh, is a good uh, option because it's uh, it's not difficult to actually to configure now the the uh, synology s contenders the, the closest uh, contender to synology is uh, knap uh, q n a p oh, i don't know how they pronounce that i would say even maybe qnap but um, they offer very similar capabilities as the synology they may have less applications but it's very very similar the advantage that the Knapp has over Synology is that some models have uh, HDMI output and infrared remote control. 
So that means that if you use that uh, with your IP, uh, your security cameras, you actually can connect your NAS directly to a flat screen TV. And because you have a, uh, you have a remote control, you can actually uh, switch between uh, different uh, video feeds. So if, your, if the main purpose is actually to do some uh, recording of uh, IP uh, security cameras, then the, the QNAP might be uh, a better option for you. Um, if you don't need HDMI output, uh, I've uh, found two models for you, the TS231P2. It's a two-bay that uh, would cost you $450 if you equip it with two times two terabyte hard drives. And then the, the, the four-bay equivalent is the TS431P2, which will cost roughly $486 with the same capacity. If you need uh, HDMI output, then they have the TS251 Plus and the TS451 Plus. Uh, the, the 251 Plus is a 2-bay, the 451 Plus is a 4-bay, and with the 2 times 2 terabyte, they cost respectively $500 and $540. There are other uh, multi-purpose uh, NASes out there. I will uh, talk about two, the, the Drobo 5 and 2. So it's a 5-bay uh, NAS. Uh, and if you equip it with two times two terabyte hard drives, it will cost you six hundred and forty dollars. So you you notice it's it's more expensive. Um, Drobo is a very well known uh, USB attached storage solution for the, for the Mac, and they have um, uh, one of their strong suit is the fact that uh, they were the, one of the first uh, to offer. Uh, capability to put different kind of hard drives and still have uh, as much storage uh, capacity as possible and uh, they were the, one of the first of doing that and also being hot swappable so uh, what you pay actually you pay more the the brand the Drobo brand so it's it's more expensive than the others and you have less applications than the, the Synology uh, the other one uh, that I will mention is uh, WD, so Western Digital MyCloud EX2 Ultra. It's a two-bay that will cost you 300, uh, roughly $310 uh, for two times uh, two terabyte hard drives. The, it's, it's cheaper than the other solutions, but there are also very few applications. So uh, if you want more flexibility or more uh, applications you should not, not look at the western digital but uh, the advantage of the western digital if, if you are in uh, to adobe creative cloud is that they offer two months of the photography plan membership so that means um, photoshop cc lightroom cc i i mention it because for some some of you it might be uh, interesting if you mostly need uh, file storage plus a, a few applications related to uh, photography or multimedia, then yeah, maybe this uh, WD MyCloud EX2 Ultra might be a good solution for you. Okay, so to, to conclude, uh, in a nut nutshell, a NAS 
is really one of the best ways that, you, that we have, Macpreneurs, to control our data. Now, uh, a NAS and third-party cloud storage solution are not an either-or proposition. It's, it's very complementary. As I, as I explained, a NAS can be used as your own cloud solution for your business, and you can back it up to Dropbox, to OneDrive, to Google Drive, or other cloud providers. And alternatively, you can use a NAS uh, to have all your data, but also store a local backup of what is currently on Dropbox, Office 365 or G Suite. So it's a way to have your, your own uh, backup solution for your cloud uh, storage. In terms of pricing, it's very competitive compared to the cloud storage uh, solutions out there. So if, if you look at uh, over a five years period, we're talking about something between $60 and $200 per year, depending on the NAS type, so if it's single-purpose, multi-purpose, and also depending on the amount of storage. So I mean, the, the number of hard drives that you have and also the, the size of the hard drives. So $60 to $200 per year, it's uh, very competitive. If we talk about single-purpose NASes, they are much cheaper than the third-party cloud uh, storage solutions for similar storage. And if we talk about multi-purpose NAS, it's about the same price as uh, third-party cloud storage solutions, but you, can, you get much more capabilities and also uh, expandable storage. So, yeah, you, as I said, I started... Uh, with the DS418 Play and only three terabytes, uh, three hard drives of four terabytes each. But if I need more, I can easily plug a fourth drive. And the fourth drive can be four terabyte, but it could be also six terabyte or eight terabyte. If I really want to reduce the, the lost space for redundancy, I actually should uh, replace uh, two. I, I should remove one of the four and put to six or to eight terabyte, for instance, but it's uh, expandable. I can, it can uh, accommodate my needs without the need to actually buy and uh, reconfigure and migrate data from uh, one hard drive to another, which is the case if you have uh, big USB hard drives. If with the traditional USB hard drives, you're stuck with the four terabytes, five terabytes, six terabytes, and uh, with the NAS, you can actually, uh, and most of them are hot swappable, so you can even uh, remove uh, the smallest hard drive you have and replace it, replace it with one that has uh, two times or three times more storage. You should uh, only consider purchasing a NAS uh, if you have a solid an uncapped internet connection where your NAS will be stored. And if you're ready to take responsibility for maintaining, securing, and backing up this additional uh, device. So it's, it's great you have more control, but that also means uh, more responsibility. So that's it for today. I hope you found this episode useful and uh, you have a better idea of what a NAS can do for your business. As usual, all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode 38 where you're more than welcome uh, 
to provide feedback in the comments section. Actually, I'd love to know which NAS you're currently using. And uh, if you haven't won yet, did this episode help you make a decision? That's what I want to, want to know. And uh, until next time, I'm Damien Schroes, wishing you a great day.